0: The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.
1: It's all because of me and my old man. God, I hate him. He's like this... He's like this mindless machine that I can't even relate to anymore. Andrew! You've got to be number one! I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Win! 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 You know, sometimes...
0: I wish my knee would give, and I wouldn't be able to wrestle anymore, and he could forget all about me.
1: And that's from The Breakfast Club, and all of us have had those experiences in our lives. When we feel the pressure from outside, a parent telling us, win at sports, you have to do well, you know... When my son was young, I saw him on the soccer field, and I saw other parents saying, not good job or good try, but they would say, you've got to win. You've got to win. And it would just churn inside of me. I couldn't stand the parents, and I would be encouraging their kids. So there was a battle going on. With me today, we are going to be talking about sports psychology and how to have much better motivation, because sometimes that win-win-win is not a parent pushing you, but it's you pushing yourself. It's my pleasure to have as my guest Dr. Judy Van Ralt. She's a psychology professor at Springfield College in Massachusetts. She's worked with athletes from youth sports athletes to professional athletes in the United States and around the world. She's written four books and presented at conferences in 11 countries. Judy is a certified consultant and is listed on the United States Olympic Committee Sports Psychology Registry. Welcome, Judy.
0: It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Judy, how do you help a child go from feeling... Uh, pushed to really engaging in a sport?
0: That's a tricky question because a child who's involved in a sport who absolutely doesn't want to be in the sport doesn't want to be in the sport. So perhaps a better question is how do we help people to be motivated to do something that can be really good for them and a lot of fun and in many cases something they can enjoy for an entire lifetime?
1: So your goal is to help people get a positive motivation and p- to be able to do well. And I think of, um, I can use my own example, I, my husband and I have been dancing for between 15 and 20 years after my husband didn't dance for about nineteen years, but that's another story for another day. And uh, we've we've gotten a lot of pleasure from it. We have fabulous, fabulous, top-notch instructors, and they have they have been so patient with us, and they seem to enjoy being with us. But I noticed that one of the problems I have. If you were, can you be my sports psychologist for me? I would be delighted. (laughs) One of the problems I have is that I know I've made progress. However, I feel guilty when they have to teach me the same thing over and over again. I don't have the time to practice, and I don't know how to manage that guilt in my own mind.
0: um, As a sports psychologist, I just, I guess I want to give a kind of two answers. Okay. and And one is... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back.
1: Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting.
0: I guess I want to give a kind of two answers. Okay. and And one is, I would guess for a lot of athletes and families, what happens when a problem arises is... The athletes, in this case, you and your husband, you think among yourselves, is it worth it to continue with these lessons or not? Are we getting enough out of it? Are we letting down these wonderful instructors? You think about it. You come up with a plan. Maybe you consult with other people who also dance, other instructors, talk to friends, think about a solution. You come up with, I wish I had more time in my life, or we'll try harder next time, and then you don't really have enough time. And then that's exactly often, right. And oftentimes, when nothing really gets better after working at it for a while, if the problem persists, that's when people finally come to me as the sports psychology consultant. So, I do want to say that the sports psychology consultant might not have a quick, easy answer because usually by the time athletes come to us, the problem's been around for a while.
1: right. right. So that's yeah, that's true.
0: So back to your situation, and as a sports psychology consultant with your partner and husband probably in the room, we might do some thinking about what it is that you want to get out of dance, and if more practice were something you really wanted to do, maybe we would talk about planning how to fit that into your life. And if you want to do it, but it's not realistic to do it now, we might think about when, um, one of the things that people spend a lot of time on is, is working on their weaknesses, which is an excellent strategy because improving your weaknesses will help you get better. But one of the things we often neglect is failing to work on our strengths. And, oh, help me out. I'd love to okay. do that. So what are some of your strengths as, as a dance team?
1: Uh, As a dance team, I think that we're very playful with one another. I think we competed this year, and I think we messed up during the competition, and both of us had the warmest smiles. It didn't matter. We didn't care about what anyone else thought. We were having a blast on the floor, and we were truly dancing with each other and for ourselves. And I I know I had that emotional feeling inside, and for me to be able to accomplish that, I felt was terrific. So that's one of our strengths
0: and that strength may be then related to why you're not the team that practices as much as some other teams because grinding it out and putting in lots of hours doesn't match what makes you really good especially given the amount of time that you have to commit to dancing you're really good at what you do because you have a lot of fun doing it so one of the things you might think about is that maybe putting in all the time that you could might make it less fun, might not fit with your lifestyle. So in that case, the question might be more, how do you deal with your guilt because you're not really planning to change what you do? Is that possible? Um, You know,
1: it's funny because you're saying that is liberating me to say, well, maybe we don't have to practice. And And then I'm actually accessing that motivation of but i want to practice and that's good because i want to it's not that i should or i have to or i've got to it's i want to so i think that that's a piece of it i don't think i can i don't think i can set that aside and not practice i think i just need to weave it into the schedule in a way that works for both of us and I think our dance teachers are, pretty, are really comfortable with us. I think it, the guilt is more mine because I don't practice, and I, think I, I don't think there's any way around it, Judy. I think I need to practice. Yeah. So, um,
0: so but anyway, of, yeah, go part ahead. Part of sports psychology consulting is not that the sports psychology consulting, consultant will have a magic pill that you'll take and all sports problems will be solved. But under it will help you perhaps understand the problem better. Yeah. Come up with solutions that really work with for you. Yeah. And hopefully and make the whole situation more enjoyable. Right, That's and what I, it's all about.
1: You use something that I think I remembered you saying was the Colombo method. You actually had me talk about it, and it's like I solved my own problem. And you know, by listening to myself and you giving me permission to do exactly what I have been doing. I solve the problem um, because I need to be able to practice and I want to now and I have a different mindset about it. So listen, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. What is your website if people want to contact you as a sports psychologist?
0: Sure, they can look at www.vbvideo that's vb for virtual brands video.com all one word or for other sports psychology consultants www. AppliedSportPsych.org
1: And this is Dr. Judy Van Ralt, R-V-A-N-R-A-A-L-T-E. And it's been my pleasure to be with you today, Judy. Thank you for Thank coming you so on much. the show.
0: Bye. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad.
1: Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Doctors Kenner and Locke. Personality clashes that are bothersome during the dating process when both parties are allegedly on their best behavior often worsen with time. Though personalities are relatively stable, they are changeable, but change requires considerable conscious work, time, and sometimes even professional help. For example, Rudy was an intense person. He would become very tense when he and Cheryl got ready to travel, especially when deciding when to leave for the airport. He wanted to leave very early and drive fast, just in case of bad traffic. Cheryl, in contrast, was more relaxed, though still conscientious. To relieve travel stress, they agreed to let Cheryl decide what time to leave for the airport and also do the driving. As a result, they were both more relaxed. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at Amazon.com.